Hey, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yeah, my name is Lise and I'm a millennial, so let's get this party started right and quickly. But before I can do that, I have to give a big shout out to friends who we actually recorded on the same day, which is something that I typically don't do. So it's it's an interesting dynamic because everything is staying the same if you're listening if you are a listener everything will be the same we will still be on wrdr at 11 a.m eastern standard time on fridays and on wpir 98.4 fm we will still be on at 5 p.m eastern standard time but what is changing is the live video feed so if you want those people that was like man i'd rather watch youtube that's changing so instead of it being on live on fridays at 11 a.m eastern standard time we are moving brunching from live 11 a.m eastern standard time to sundays at 9 a.m eastern standard time because we up before the low like it just was early and we was like oh my goodness and i i was a little shocked into it because i'm a night owl i don't go to sleep early I go to sleep really, really late, and I don't like to wake up early. My schedule is already off because my kids are out of school. So I'm kind of thrown off anyway because I don't have to wake up as early and because I can do everything from the house. I don't have to go out of the house to go into a building or a location. So then that's also kind of throwing me off. So, you know, it is what it is. But nonetheless, shout out to Guru, shout out to e digger and shout out to ashley for holding it down we had a really interesting show shout out to jason mclaren for coming on salute to him he is a veteran so he was in the air force and he's a fireman so shout out to him for coming on and teaching us about uh emergency preparedness so i'm excited about that but not only that i'm super happy we have a guest today miss precious lee she is a filmmaker she is a media extraordinaire she is a storyteller she's a writer she's an editor she's an everything she's doing a lot and she is a fellow millennial so we are going to talk to her and we're going to get some information about filmmaking and all the things that's going on with her. So I'm happy and rocking and popping and locking. And next week, we're going to talk to Karen from the Sayeth Loud podcast. Yes, I said it. We're going to talk to Karen from the Sayeth Loud podcast. And she's going to be on and she's going to be talking to us about relationships and her podcast and all the stuff going on. Because she really got her stuff together. Like when I seen her stuff, I was like, ooh, 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 she professional. And I think I need to talk to her because she know what she doing. And so I was like, let me reach out. And I did. And that's what happened. And so she's going to come on. Plus, she's in New York. She's a New Yorker. So I'm going to talk to her about what's going on over there. Because, you know, I'm, I'm from Baltimore. You know, if you can't tell my by my accent, I've heard some people say, I can't really make it out. Uh, I'm from Baltimore. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I'm from. But she's going to be on, so it will be interesting to talk to her about not only the stuff that we were supposed to be talking about, but also talking about the coronavirus and how she's handling, because they were quarantined way before we were. And so I want to ask her, like, what's going on over there? Like, how you making out? So we're going to talk to her, too, and find out what's going on over there in them boroughs in New York. But let's get into these top 10 trending topics of the week, because there's a lot that have been going on. So let me get this party started all right let's get it so the top 10 trending topics of the week let's get it so magic city is hosting virtual lap dances in their strip club well not in their strip club i guess through their strip club because it's shut down yeah you can't have and you know more than 10 people in a location together all the bars and restaurants are closed so i mean i guess the other option was they could leave the door open and all the men can stand outside and look into the strip club as long as they don't have any more than 10 strippers in there but i mean this works you know this works for all my guys who are home and you know men when they are idle a lot of them can't keep their hands away from their groin so i guess this helps you know the idleness of it all i'm not sure but if this is what interests you and you want to throw virtual money at virtual people at a screen feel free for 20 bucks a day you can feed a stripper all access 24 hours a day all you have to do is go on their website i don't know what it is fellas i've not seen it i'm just giving you information i'm passing it on and guess who should have had this access a man who is from italy yeah 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 so well i guess he's not from italy i guess he, he wouldn't necessarily be from italy because he traveled from italy so let's just say he's from europe a man from europe so a man gets caught cheating on his mis- his wife when he 
said it to his wife hey i gotta go on a business trip or whatever you know i gotta go on a business trip and he ended up contracting coronavirus because guess where him and his mistress decided to go on vacation italy so he contracted the rona so he got the rona and he got found out because they had asked him when she his wife had taken him to the emergency room like did you travel and then he was like well yeah actually i did go to italy and they was like mm. and then that's when they found out he had the rona but he's doing okay but his marriage is probably not you know and that's gonna be a hard thing like y'all in there together quarantined together and you gotta sit there with the person that cheated that's gonna be a hard quarantine i need i need somebody to go over there okay because he i don't know he, he might have survived the rona but i don't know if he's gonna survive his wife so somebody need to go over there and check on him i'm not so sure but back here in these good united states of america new jersey becomes the fifth state to have a shelter in place well this could further and throughout the week actually right now donald trump is holding a press conference so i'm not sure if this will be a nationwide shelter in place i do not know but new jersey new york we have Cali, we have Washington State, I believe Ohio, Pennsylvania. We have a lot of states who've decided that, hey, we got to lock it down. We got to clank, 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 clank. No non-essential personnel outside. We don't need you outside, which a guy in New Jersey actually got in trouble because he decided, hey, I ain't going to follow the rules. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to party outside in the streets because I could do that, you know? And so then he came back and he had got a tr in trouble and then he was like, oh, I, I apologize. He, you know, he got all in his Anita Baker. You know what I mean? So uh, don't be doing that because it's silly. Uh, you know what I mean? It's no point of doing that. And The Weeknd drops a new album and everybody's saying, is he talking about Bella Hadid? The answer is yes. Allegedly, the answer is yes. It seems like it is. And I was listening to the songs. I love The Weeknd. He's a star boy. But I didn't know if I was listening to different songs or the, the same song. I, that's just me personally. It's an amazing album. Just saying a lot of it sounds the same. Even the sad ones and the happy ones. It, it's it's kind of all together. But that's okay. And D-Nice actually draws in 100,000 people for an online DJ party. He was rocking. Wiki, wiki, wiki. He was rocking the turntables. And everybody was on there. All the celebrities. Ellen was on there. Jamie Foxx was on there. Your cousin and grandma was on there. Everybody was rocking. Miss Tina. Everybody was rocking. So shout out to D-Nice over there. Giving people something to smile about. And who else has something to smile about? Drake. Yes. Drake finally came out after people saw him with Kevin Durant. Who tested positive for the coronavirus. Him and two other play players on the Brooklyn Nets actually tested positive. He came out and said, I don't got it. It wasn't me. I don't got that corona. So he does not have coronavirus. He was talking to his dad on Via Live. He came out. He said, I don't got it. So shout out to Drake. I'm glad he's healthy and okay. Kanye West is back in the news again. So this time he's being called a liar. So apparently hit the recording from Famous Leaked, which showed that Taylor did not know about the lyrics in that song prior to him asking her to post it on her IG. She did not know. So Taylor Swift was telling the truth this whole time. Everybody was calling her a liar. They were believing Kim and Kanye and they just wrote Taylor Swift off. Come to find out. Miss Taylor Swift was telling the truth. So I, I don't know. I guess we need to owe Taylor an apology because we don't want no bad blood with her. And a man steals coronavirus tests in Arizona. Yeah. What he's going to do with them? I don't know. Like, I, once you steal the virus test, who is testing it? What, where are you? What are you? What, sir, I get that you're trying to make a profit i guess um unless you have a lab wh who you selling them to because as soon as you sell them the fbi is swarming your door like what what you doing sir where you going sir with them test kits what you doing baby we don't need this we don't need this it's the kind of stuff we don't need in the world god don't like ugly and karma is a son of a son of us so you don't want to be doing that and cardi b slams celebrities and says that they are getting paid mm -hmm. they're getting paid to say that they have the coronavirus and she's tired of being in the house now listen cardi okay i really really enjoy your music okay i enjoy you as a person i love coronavirus I like that, okay? I thought it was very catchy, although, you know, mm -hmm, 
the DJ is the one that put it together. But I thought it was very catchy. Okay. And I like Bodak Yellow. I like all the songs that you have. But I'm going to have to ask you. Okay. I'm going to have to ask you. You're going to have to get off social media. Because this is you part of the problem. Okay. So if you can't confirm that these people are getting paid. You probably should keep your mouth shut and tell that because i can guarantee you in a couple of days we're gonna have her back on live and she's gonna be apologizing for saying that so i need because basically she just called it you know idris elba a liar she just called tom hanks and his wife a liar so all these people are liars and they're getting paid and i'm like listen cardi these people got more money than you like and that's not a knock but they have more money than you if you're not getting paid for the virus and you popular right now why would they be of all people tom hanks really that's not gonna be the one the person that a lot of the young people didn't even know who you was i mean come on tom hanks really really like it it's not like they was paying like some other random people that nobody knows who they are then you might be like okay all right, I can see the motive, but some of these people are pretty wealthy. So I'm like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see the point of them paying. And then Cardi, listen, listen, Cardi, you in a mansion. Explain to me why you can't sit. I would pay me. You can pay me to sit 30 days in a mansion. You got all that stuff over there. You just bought that big old house. You got stuff in there. You got a pool. You got little cars. You got bowling stuff. You got stuff to do. You got money. You can buy and order all your fashion over in there. You can have a whole runway show in your house. Like just okay. Okay. If you heard me. All right. We gonna let it go. Let it go. And Bloodshot will be available Tuesday along with The Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma who are out now. So a lot of movies are being released early because of the coronavirus. So people are putting them on video on demand. And another movie, Universal's The Trolls World Tour, actually will also be on video on demand. And it will be released in April. So there are a couple other films that also have been released. I think this will actually change the game. This is going to change the cinema game like I, I i feel like you know maybe movie theaters might become obsolete i don't know because this is gonna change some stuff that's all i'm saying because i it ain't nothing better than being in your own house like i like the movie theater seats the new movie theater seats they cute they're really cute but is nothing better than sitting in your own house and being able to drink whatever you want. You don't have to pay $57 for some popcorn. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to use my credit card in order to buy food. Like, I could just get the food that's in my house. I don't have to worry about nobody walking past me. I don't have to worry about nobody going past the screen. I don't have to worry about where I'm sitting at. It ain't nothing better than sitting in the comfort of your own home. So I think this might change the game. I don't know. I don't know movies. We shall see what happened. But I don't know. But we gonna find out. But this has been the top 10 trending topics of the week. Okay. So let's talk about a video uh, that came out. I saw it online. And we talked about it a little bit on brunching today. But this is a video that I did see and it was very worrisome. And Ashley actually pointed something out to me that I didn't even realize that he, where he had his hands could have actually killed her. Didn't realize that because I'm not a medical professional, so I didn't know that. And I'm not a killer, so I, I didn't know um, that was possible. But the thing that did concern me was that people thought it was cute. So Summer Walker and London on the track are dating. And there's a video that is out with him having his hand around her neck. So he has his hand around her neck. Okay, so she's clearly in pain, right? So one of the things that was bothersome to me or worrisome to me was not necessarily just that he's doing it because that's problematic. But I think it was more worrisome because people thought it was funny. People thought it was cute. This is something that is to be emulated. This is this is Bay. This is what Bay does. Bay really loves you. He will make you kiss him and he'll make you love him and he'll control that dominance. And I was like, this is why 
when you have stuff that comes out because people misconstrue it like so when you have stuff like the man is the head of the household the man is supposed to lead you're supposed to listen to everything that he says it gets misconstrued and so that's why we should be talking more about equal we need to be equal because if you start to say equal you will understand that just because somebody is male doesn't necessarily mean that they should be in charge of stuff okay so this is the problem that i have when people start to put that out there because you get this this is problematic it may look cute in the surface but to me these are the beginning stages or signs of somebody who will exhibit the abusive behavior if somebody is making you or forcing you to do something that you don't want to do it's a problem or if the person is also hurting you knowing that they're hurting you and they still refuse to not hurt you is a problem and that's why she was uncomfortable and in pain he could have seriously hurt her and a lot of the people like there were a couple people in the shade room that did you know damn it and say hey you shouldn't be posting this because that's where i saw it i'm sure it was on their ig but i saw it on the shade room that they were saying like you shouldn't you know this is this is disturbing but there were some people that didn't it there were some people that thought it was cute and i think this came across as their bay watch and i don't think that that should have been that at all this is not bay watch this is something that is problematic it shouldn't have been shared in a cute way because it's not cute at all just because he's saying tell me you love me does not mean that that's love that means that there's two people that probably should have never been together you have a very young girl because summer walker is a very young girl who has some issues that she said on her own so she she says she has suffers from i think anxiety or social anxiety or whatever and so you have her who's already kind of has some issues going on with her mentally with somebody who is controlling and that spells for a disaster my concern is is to see young girls teenage girls to think that this is normal behavior and so when this happens they will just put up with it because that's how that's what people do no 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 we got to be more responsible about the images and the imagery that we put out there because this ain't it we need to do more to make sure that young girls and young women understand what love is because I think for black women, a lot of the times, love has to come with a price. Love has to hurt first. You gotta suffer first. Or you have to suffer through something before you can get to the love. And that's not what love is. I always tell you, love is, a relationship is not easy. Relationships are hard, but they should not put you through pain. So if, you know, sometimes people are gonna upset you, you're gonna get in arguments, you're going to have problems, but somebody shouldn't be putting you in physical or emotional distress. If somebody is putting you in physical and emotional distress or either or, it doesn't have to be both, you need to go. Like this is, that's not cool. And I think we are just perpetuating the fact that black women don't deserve that type of love when they do this bothered me so bad because it was a re repost of a post that was on their page because even if i would have shared it it would have been this is unacceptable not this is cute this is not cute and then you have people that are liking the post no 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 this shouldn't have never been something that was liked this shouldn't have never been something that was oh that's so cute no it's not it's not cute and they're not playing around it's so it's difference between you can play fight with your spouse i'm not saying that but when you are actually causing pain to someone that's not good that's not that's not okay and the force part to me was also problematic like say that you love me or i won't let you go really if you gotta have make somebody say that they love you do they really love you just ask yourself that you shouldn't have to ask somebody to love you if somebody truly loves you, they're going to show you they love you. They're going to say that they love you. You don't have to make them do that. Period. So my thing out there to all my millennials and Generation Z. When you see the bull, call it out. When you see the bull, call it out. Because that's when you can hold people accountable because right now i'm not really seeing a lot of that and you're starting to see and one thing that we see now everybody emulates everything 
if the celebrity does it, there are going to be 15 other people that do it. That's how the Switch challenge got started. That's how, which, by the way, if I see another goddamn Switch challenge or that the other dance channel, I don't even know what it's called. If I see another one, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Like, can we be more creative? Can we come up with another dance? Can we have our own originality? Do we have to follow everything that everybody else does? The answer is, drum roll please, no. No, 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 no we don't. We don't need to do that. Now, I'm not gonna be Waka Flocka Flame, okay? I'm not gonna be Waka Flocka. I'm not gonna be up here saying that I'm not, you can't change into women's clothes because that's not good and you're not a man and I'm not saying that I'm not that, listen. I believe you can wear whatever the hell you want. If you want to, if you a man, you want to put on a dress, put on a goddamn dress. Like, that's just not my, I'm not going to tell you not to. And I'm not talking about trans people. I'm talking about a man who just wants to wear a dress. That's on you. Like, Pharrell did it in that when he was on the cover of Vogue or GQ, I think it was. It was GQ when he said he's the new masculinity. Do what you want. I, I, that's fine. I'm just tired of seeing it. Like, just, like we got, come on. And I'm not saying you can't post dance videos. Post your dance videos. I'm just saying, can we get some creativity? I want to see different dances. Like, less of like a dance battle. You know what I mean? Like they did back in the 80s. They was locking and breaking and pop locking. Can we do that? Can we, they made their own dance. Can we have maybe... A dance challenge where we do different dances and then we can judge based on the different dances and not just judge based on okay you didn't do it just as well as they did because most of the time you're not gonna do it better than the original I'm just saying like all y'all people out there that's doing this dance like the coronavirus song dance and all of that stuff you ain't you can't do it better than the original like I've not seen anybody that didn't did it better than the original so leave it alone but what you could do, do your own thing. That's how you, because listen, if you do your own thing, I'm not going to be comparing it to nothing. So I'm not going to know whether it's real shitty or just some semi-shitty because you doing it. So I don't know if you messed up. I can't see the moves if you messed up. I won't know. You know what I mean? Do that. Make up your own choreography. Imagine that. That's a challenge in and of itself. I'm just saying. I see I gave y'all an idea to do something while y'all quarantine. So you're welcome. You is welcome. But let me get to this interview because y'all are going to so enjoy it. So let's get to Precious Lee. So we have a guest today and I'm excited to introduce and I hope that I'm saying is it Precious? Am I yeah, saying your name right? Precious. Precious. Okay. Precious Lee with us. And I'm super excited because she is doing big things. She is a filmmaker. She's been in media. So I'm happy to have you. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I am, despite all of the craziness that's going on in this world, I am doing okay today. Okay. That's all that matters. That's, that's all that matters. We are all quarantined. We are in our houses. It's, it's yes. just, we going to hope for the best. And as long yeah. as you're safe and your family is safe, it's all that matters. That's matter. the important part. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and so let's let's get some information about you. Yeah. Who is Precious and, and what's your background? Tell us a little bit about you personally. Sure. It's taken me a while to find out who Precious is, actually. Which is okay. really funny. <laughs> I've known her for uh, 33 years now. But um, she continues to amaze me. <laughs> okay. Hey. But, um, my background. I'm from Jersey. I actually was born in Cali. Grew up okay. in Jersey. Jersey City. Jersey, shout out to Pete's. Um, made my way down to Raleigh, North Carolina about six years ago. And when I was in Jersey, I went to, um, I started out at Hampton University. Thought I was going to be somebody's lawyer. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not about that life. Uh, <laughs> went back to Jersey, found out about communications and started learning radio and TV and script writing and just all this fun stuff. And I said, yo, this is so dope. And you know, of course, after graduation, you know, parents are like, okay, these loans about to kick in, you need some money. So I actually had a chance to interview with Sony BMG in New York. And I was going there 
every other day in this big building. The security guard was like, you're supposed to be here. You got this. And I was like hyped every time. So I get there. I actually get the internship with them, right? My dream. And it's like, nah, you need money. And so I had to make this decision. Do I take this or do I just take a job? And ultimately, I took a job. Now, it was a good job. It was Tiffany and Company. It was customer service. But, like, it derailed me for about 10 years just in the corporate world, just trying okay. to figure out life. And that's how I got into marketing and all of this stuff, which was great. But mm -hmm. it still wasn't feeding that creative side. So when I moved down to Raleigh, my husband said, you know what? Take a break. Figure out what you want to do. And I was very grateful for that. And that's how I found um, Living Arts College. I went back for audio engineering and web design and fell in love with the filmmaking aspect of audio and just like video. And that's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So you, you have quite the travel. Um, so, I mean, I understand. <laughs> I, and I went to school too. I came in, said, oh, I want to do media. Then it kind of deviated off and went into psychology, was turned into something else. So I trust me, <laughs> I yeah. understand. You never know when you get to college. You just, you be like, yeah, yep. I understand yep. that. But that's an interesting journey though, because it kind of all goes hand in hand marketing, I guess, in, in media. How, you know, so you kind of explained to us a little bit about the, the transition from, you know, mark, like from media into marketing, but how about marketing? into like film was it something that happened when you were working in marketing where you were like this is it you know you dropped the pen and said hey I'm not coming back no more this is the end for me <laughs> yeah um I when I got back into um the workforce down here in Raleigh I ended up taking a recruiting job okay and it wasn't just recruiting on paper it was literally their marketing team their office management team like I was helping to run the company in essence okay. and in doing so i had to come up with a lot of creative ideas to bring people through the door to want to mm. work there and while doing that i said i need to expand my skills and so i was actually enrolled in school at the time and i was starting my classes and i started to learn the adobe suite and how to actually design my stuff rather than just taking templates and putting it together even though templates are bomb um <laughs> template.com over here yeah. <laughs> I did in learning these things I started to go from just someone who could put things together to actually a storyteller that could actually craft the story in different ways okay. and then when I discovered Premiere Pro and we started taking classes in that I said ooh I can make videos now and I can actually visually represent what's been in my mind this entire time so I started to take those new skills and add it to the marketing I was doing for the company and so that actually helped bring in a lot of people through the doors. We had to recruit at least 10 people every single month. Okay. So you can imagine how busy that was with the interviews and all that other stuff. But those videos definitely helped and it helped grow my role while I was there. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where I said, okay, I need to grow my pocket too to grow this role. And that wasn't happening. So I you know, sat down with my boss and I said, um, I think it's time to move on. And I said, you know what, invest in all this money in this school. I need to just jump full force into this film life. And that's essentially what happened. Okay. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you kind of talked about storytelling. So are you telling someone else's stories when you get into like the producing role? Or are you writing your own stuff I for your film? I have been blessed to do it all. Like okay. I have stories that I've written. I have a pilot that I've been working on for the past couple of years um, that we're trying to get greenlit produced all that good stuff um i have a documentary about life that i'll get into a little bit later um that i actually directed and put together edited and all that stuff and then my um other project that i've worked on i've been a producer kind of helping to tell that story so all aspects of storytelling from either crafting it from the world that just exists in my mind or helping somebody else's story come to life i've done it all okay Okay, so what, what advice would you give to the younger precious? So all the, the young precious of the world that are out there to avoid some of the major mistakes that you've made in, you know, your filmmaking or your creative, I should call you a creative because you're a creative person, not just a filmmaker, your career. What would you give for somebody just getting started into this? I would say you are enough. Okay. Do not doubt your talents, do not doubt your gifts. 
there are people out here doing it with less than what you have. <laughs> okay. So don't get intimidated by what it looks like, what the end product looks like. Um, I would also say to follow your dreams. If that's what you want to do, you don't have to go a roundabout way to get there. You can do it now. Okay. Um, and I say that I know everything in its time, everything in its season. But I also say that to let people know and remind them, like, we don't know what time we have here. We don't That's know. True. That's and true. And to say, you know, in five years, I'm going to do this. And then just bank on that five years being a factor. No, you need to start now. And then when you get to that five years, you look back and say, oh, I'm here because I have been working steadily this whole time. So my advice is to just do in the moment, live in the moment and just do. Okay, that makes a good sense. Listen, not out there, young. This is for my millennials and my Generation Z who listen to this. You heard what she said. Keep working while you are pursuing your dream so that you can pay your bills, which is a great thing that you just mentioned there. So you you spent a considerable amount of time in in marketing. How do those skills play into filming? Because you kind of mentioned it a little bit, you know, but how do those media type skills play into the film industry? I would say storytelling is a key aspect for all of it. Okay. Because with marketing, a lot of people don't realize, and I, I like to use this term, especially with social media marketing, it's alive. It's living. Marketing lives, it breathes, it has a voice, it has different dynamics depending on which platform you're using and through that you have to tell a brand story so that essentially is storytelling there are storyboards that are needed for advertising there are um, if you're going to make a commercial if you're going to do any type of advertising you need to lay out the purpose of it who your audience is what you're trying to say and that's essentially what you have to do with film too because you have to craft a story you have to figure out who's going to be your audience watching this story and then you also have to figure out okay how am I going to get this to these people So it was very similar in that aspect as far as realizing it's just another form of telling a story. Okay, awesome. I mean, that actually makes it a lot of sense because a lot of people don't look at marketing, especially social media marketing that way. Because you see Mark... So here's a question for you. So you see marketing everywhere. You see everybody has a marketing website or you see all these people that are brand experts what does it anything that stands out to you when you see it like why are you telling people to do that what what are the things that you constantly see when you're like please don't do that anymore the two things that irk my nerves especially with social media okay number one on facebook if you are a business or you're trying to sell something or you're trying to promote yourself as a brand do not have a personal business a personal Facebook page. You need to have a business Facebook page. And I say this because if you have a personal Facebook page, you're requiring people to add you as a friend. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way they can see your content. Not everybody is going to do that. Number one. Number two, you cut off your reach. Reach is the most, a lot of people think engagement is the most important thing. It is important. However, your reach is most important because that tells you how many people see your content. So you can have a hundred likes on your Facebook page. And you know, everybody focuses on likes like, yeah. and comments. You can you have a hundred likes on your Facebook page, but you can put out one post that has reached 16,000 people. That is significantly more important than those hundred likes on your page. Because somebody could just like it, but that doesn't mean they're following your content. That doesn't Ooh. mean that they see your content. Okay. So how you get out to the people is most important. And then secondly, under that is engagement and making sure that people are actually sharing your posts, commenting and that other stuff. Um, and then also the other thing that kind of gets me is on Instagram, people having private Instagram pages. I'm like, the whole point is to share the content. Why is it private? That means you're not ready. Okay. And it's like, if I see that, then that means maybe I should be looking for you until you are ready. Another thing I'm going to throw in there, people, please own your domain, own your name on the internet. That is your digital business card. That's your digital footprint you need to own it i don't want to go to your website and it's such and such dot wordpress.com or such and such dot wix.com like no okay one dollar you can go to ionis.com nodaddy.com and purchase your domain for one dollar and if you're doing that for your audience you're asking them to pay twelve dollars for your homemade soap that smells amazing and does amazing things but you can't spend that one dollar for your domain. what does that tell your audience 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that's true. That is very, very true. Now that you mentioned that, because I've yeah. seen it and I've seen people that have the, the Wix. Hey, I probably got a website somewhere. I have like 50 million of them. <laughs> that's a Wix something, something, but that's too. a good point. That's, that's a good okay point. If you're just building, if you're building, that's perfectly fine. But if okay. you're at the point where you're ready to start selling or you're ready to start putting yourself out there, you have to follow all the, the you have to mark off everything. And that's one of those things. You okay. I mean, that's, that's a great point though. Cause you have to, you have to invest in yourself. Don't ask people to invest in you. If you're not ready to invest in yourself, that's exactly. that key. I like okay. that. I like that. What's the biggest. So let's switch gears a little bit. What's the biggest misconception about getting into film? Because what I've heard people say is that if you don't know anyone, yeah. it's not going to go anywhere. It's really no point of doing it if you don't know anyone. Is that is that true? Or is there actually another misconception that that's out there? It's true to a degree because okay. at the same point, yes, if you don't know anyone, it's not going to get anywhere. But how are you going to get to know anyone if you don't do it? True. So <laughs> the biggest misconception about film is that it's hard to do. It's not. Mm. it's not hard at all in this especially in this day and age we're talking about everything is digital right now especially now with how the world has trying to turn up upside down mm -hmm. we're all inside we're all communicating digitally and it's like okay this is the perfect time to create content that's going to be put out on the web it's the perfect time if you had an idea for a video and you thought it was silly but you thought it'd be funny and a lot of people would perceive it Turn your phone on, that $1,000 phone that you have that oh, has yeah. the processing and the camera capability of a DSLR and film yourself and put it out there. It's okay if you're not a top tier editor. It's okay if you don't know the nuances, of cuts and all the lingo. It doesn't matter. Just put it out there. And then after you put it out there, you are required to then learn. Go back and learn all the things that you need to if you're serious about it, pursue professionals. But the most, the biggest thing about film is that people are intimidated because it seems like such a big word. It seems like such a, a prestigious career platform. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's regular people like you and me <laughs> in this world doing these things. I'm just a regular, regular person. And <laughs> looking at the camera or shooting somebody else on the camera. That's all. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the same level, the same level of dedication for film is the same for any other profession. If you're going to be a doctor, you're spending a whole bunch of time in school because you don't want to put somebody on where their ear is. That is so, true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with film. If that's what you want to pursue, that dedication into it, you, if you love it, you're going to learn everything that you can about it. And get out there and meet networking. That's how I got my first gig. Wow. And I... Okay. I personally don't like, well, I didn't like going to events by myself. Okay. I'm one of those people that like, I need my crew around. You need me. a hype man. I got yes. you. I got you. <laughs> okay. I got, I got an invitation to an event in Durham and everybody I knew was canceling. They could not go. And I was like, you know what? <sighs> I'm just going to just suck it up and I'll just go. And so I get there and I'm sitting there and they're like, oh, meet your neighbor. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> And I turn to my right and this lady starts talking to me. She's like, yeah, so what do you do? And I have business cards and I gave it to her and I said, yeah, I'm trying to get into the editing game and, you know, learning stuff on, and I do audio. And she said, oh, really? She said, well, I had a documentary that I'm turning into a docu-series. And, you know, talked for a little bit. She said, hey, why don't you just come on set can help me with my audio because that was a major problem I had with the film and you can just learn so wow. I'm like whoa yeah <laughs> I, I was fully ready at the time but guess what I said yes anyway because I said you know what I can go back and I can read <laughs> so I get there mm -hmm. and we're filming and her son went to this big film school at Howard and like everything's going on so I'm trying to figure out okay I'm in the room with these people what am I doing? But I got my footing. <laughs> okay. I sat there and I calmed down and I, it came out really good. And so the next couple of days, I heard from her. She said, everything looks great. It sounds great. But then she said, my editor quit on me. Oh. Can you edit these episodes? And although I was trembling and shaking in my boots, I said, yes. 
And next thing I know, I'm editing the whole entire series for her. And it's airing on the local television channel here down in Durham and Chapel Hill. And that was my first gig. And it all came from just opening my mouth and saying yes to the opportunity at hand. So, yeah networking and see i think a lot of people don't understand the power of networking networking is the key to life you gotta you gotta meet people to know people and if you don't know people you gotta meet people but i understand that having a hype man is is key like i'm one of those people too like sometimes i'm like i don't want to be by myself the person that's kind of just there and you look awkward (laughs) in the corner but sometimes you do you have to take that step so she was able to do was she the first person like you would say a mentor to you that and really when it comes to film and getting into this world i will say yes like i've known others but i wasn't fully into it i wasn't actually on a project i would say she was the first one to pour into me in that particular way and then from that it opened up other doors that came out i don't want to spoil it but it opened up other doors that came out Okay, we we going we definitely gonna dive into that. See, shout out to all the people out there that's doing stuff that don't they don't mind sharing the knowledge. They don't mind giving people an opportunity because you you hit her with the black rob. Whoa, you know sometimes you get those every now and again where it was like you really you gonna give me that opportunity. So shout out to all those people. So yeah. let let's I guess we shift a little bit and kind of going I guess a little bit backwards. Do you have to? Because you said North Carolina. Yep. So is it true that you don't need to be in LA, New York, Atlanta for the black people like us? This is the Hollywood for black people in Atlanta to really begin a film career. I'll say two things to that. The first thing is I'm from Jersey. So New York was our backyard and none of this happened up there. Wow. So yeah, none of this. I wasn't into this back then when I was up there. Okay. So that goes to tell you, like, you could be around it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be in it. Okay. So there's plenty of people in LA that maybe want to get into this, but can't because it's a big market there. And then because of that, they're like, oh, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to something else. So with me being in Raleigh, a lot of people don't know that North Carolina was a really big hub for TV and film. They actually had an exhibition here at the um, museum a couple years ago, and it showed all the TV shows and all the films that happened in North Carolina. So North Carolina has all different types of climate and all different types of scenery. So okay. you had stuff like uh, Color Purple. Part of that was filmed here. Oh, I saw and that. Filmed here. Um, Hunger Games. Part of that was here. Sleepy Hollow, big TV show that was filmed in North Carolina before it got moved to Atlanta um, because of politics. And stuff like that, but okay, um, not gotcha. Yeah, there are a lot of filmmakers here in this Raleigh region in North Carolina, and there are a lot of production houses and big studios that exist here. There's a really big um, Trailblazer Studios, and they do stuff for people all over the country because everything's digital, so you can create something in LA, okay, and you can send the files and have somebody in North Carolina edit it, which is actually something I'm working on right now. I am the editor for a show called Post in Black. Okay. It's made by Made for More Entertainment along with Black Toast Productions. They film in LA. They film, um, the whole point of it is to highlight Black excellence behind the lens. So a lot of people think when it comes to Hollywood, it's just, oh, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a director. I'm going to be a producer. But no, a lot of the work, important work, happens in post production. So you have editors, you have, um, People that deal with the scripts, you have people that deal with sound, and this show highlights all those people. We've had some pretty cool guests. Um, our episodes are out now on uh, YouTube. You look for Made for More Entertainment, Post in Black, on okay, Facebook as well. And Say that one more time. Post in Black, P O S T I N Black. Okay. Um, and we had um, Shannon Baker Davis who edited the photograph film by Issa Rae. Wow. And, uh, yeah, she's one of our episodes. Um, we have a few that I won't mention that are coming out this season. Okay. They're pretty cool. Um, we just put out an episode with H.R. Cole, and his dream is to be a game show host. So it's a variety of people and things that you can do in this business and film. And the whole point of this series is to highlight all the things you do. So. Awesome. That's Shout amazing. 
David Hunter Jr., shout out to Daniel Hunter, shout out to Tatiana Johnson, because all of them were instrumental in making this happen. Shout out. That's some big things popping. I was hoping we was going to get like an exclusive, but that's okay. We, we just have to wait and watch and support and see. Yes. Now you have a lot of amazing traits. Just talking to you for the brief time that I've been speaking with you. What would you say are a filmmaker's best traits or needed to succeed in this industry? What do you need in order to get people to really want to reach out to you? Are there any traits that stand out to you that you would need? Yes, I would say humility. Okay. <clears throat> the ability to remain humble. Okay. Um, because it's not so much for other people, it's for yourself. Okay. Don't gaslight yourself to the point where it's like, yo, I did this. So I know I'm capable. Yes, you can know and be confident that you're capable to do something. But don't get to the point where you can't learn anything from anybody else. Okay. Because... It's important in this industry to be somewhat of a chameleon, to learn as much as you can about everything that's around you. So that way you're knowledgeable when you come on set and then someone's like, oh, I'm bringing you on set for sound, but my editor quit. Can you help with this? You can mm -hmm. say yes to that because you know what's going on. Um, it's not gonna happen all the time and it won't be as major as that. But it is important to learn as much as you can about, you know, being on set, about the people that you're working with, about the projects that they've worked on. Um, okay. If you want to get into editing, you should probably know all the nuances of editing and, and editors out there and their styles and, you know, what it takes to do the job well. If you oh, want to learn script writing, you should probably read some scripts that are out there. A lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. Some of the scripts from your favorite shows and films are available for free on the Internet. I wow. have to Google search and just search for your scripts and you can sit there and dissect something that's already made it through the boardroom and then model your script after those ones. So it's really important to continue to be a student. That's the most important thing. Okay. Not to be a film, continue to be a student. Learn yeah. as much as you can as often as you can from as many people as you can. That's true in life and just in life in general. But yeah, that editing, that's, that's a son of a gun. I'm not telling you learning editing is a son of a gun. Now tell us about your, something about Sweeter, the film you co-produced. Ah, so it's actually just a little sweeter. Um, yes, we did. Um, it is a short film that my friend slash partner slash boss, I call her boss a lot of times. Okay. Tatiana M. Johnson is film that she created. Um, she heard a song, and from that song, it inspired this film and the story. Now, the interesting thing about this is, is now this happens in film a lot too. We filmed this in September of 2018. Okay. And it is still being worked on to be released to the public. And I'll give you reasons why, because this happens too. Okay. Now, this is kind of spoiler alert going into some other stuff, but just as soon as I started <clears throat> this film life, I left my job April 2018. I started working on um, the docu-series that summer. Mm -hmm. Did this film in September. In October 2018, at 32, I had a heart attack. Oh. So, just okay. as soon as it happened, it was almost taken away. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's why I'm very big on time. You don't know your time. So do what you can while you can. Mm -hmm. And that significantly delayed the process of the docuseries. I actually had to leave the docuseries because of that. And it also delayed the time of this film being completed because I was editing it. And it pushed it back. Okay. And then even once I took the time I needed to heal, it took through the end of January for me to get through cardiac rehab. So wow. even though it took all that time, a lot of other projects and things started coming up. And quite frankly, a lot of it came from Tatiana because she's been a really okay. big supporter in my career. But a lot of things kept pushing it to back. And even though we had been working on it, it kind of just was on a shelf for a little while. So it is being worked on to be completed this year. It will be finished. The goal was first quarter. Okay. So, <laughs> coronavirus kind of threw a lot of stuff out. Yeah. To get that out to y'all so you can see it because the message behind this film is really important. So, oh. um, 
I don't know. I kind of went roundabout answering that, but oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine because it, it yeah. gives you that understanding of, of the why. Yeah. 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 It happens. If, there's a lot of things like the Harriet film that just came out. Mm-hmm. That I think that script has existed since '94. Ooh. Okay. The Ray <laughs> film that Jamie Foxx won his Oscar for. I think they worked on that for 11 years. So okay. that's another thing to give for advice for people because. My pilot that I'm working on, it's been four years already. And it's like, it's okay for things to take time. So that's two different things, two different dynamics of time, right? Okay. Say you don't know your time, but at the same time, use your time. It's okay that it's been time to develop something if you had to develop something that's going to be monumental or masterful. Mm -hmm. Everything takes, it's like you can't learn something and then immediately do it. The best that you can you can do it but it won't be the best that you can because you'll have to keep working at it and keep moving towards it it's the same with developing anything regards to film it's gonna take time and it's okay that it takes time don't give up on it keep learning what you need to learn for it keep inviting the people in that you need to help bring it along it may be that you haven't met the right person to move it to the direction that it needs to go to so okay i say that to people don't get discouraged if you develop something and it doesn't immediately pick up or it doesn't immediately get that audience that you want, or it doesn't immediately get those views and go viral like you want it to. It's okay. Yeah. It's really nice to take time. And I have an example for that. My husband and I, um, <clears throat> we like Korean dramas. Okay. Like, That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Real talk. Like, I don't know if y'all know about the Parasite film that came out. Yes. Yes. If you haven't seen it, that film is amazing. It deserved the Oscars that it got because it's a story like you've never seen before. Like it's amazing. Okay. And Korean dramas have kind of like a cinematic feel to them. Mm-hmm. It's a little different than Nollywood, even though Nollywood is on the come up. If you don't know, Nollywood is Nigerian Hollywood. Okay. They have significantly come up with the cinematic game. Okay. I think <laughs> I've seen a few in the Braden spot. I, I might not have really followed the film, but I think I've seen yeah. a few. Okay. Yeah. I think they actually, um, they just got a deal with Netflix to start releasing their stories as well. Oh, just wow. like the Korean drama, they have a deal with Netflix to re- uh, release their stories as well, too. Okay. So we developed a YouTube channel called Hashtag All About That K-Drama Life or Our K-Drama Life. Um, and that's Our K-Drama Life with a Y in the life. Okay. But we made a video <laughs> explaining one of those dramas in 10 minutes because they... They're not like our TV, but we have multiple seasons of stuff, and it just goes on forever. Mm-hmm. There, they kind of tell the story in one go. So wow. these 16 episodes, but they're hour long, and okay. they tell the complete story. And mm-hmm. so we say, you know what? So people don't have time to sit for 16 hours and watch the story. Let's just explain it in 10 minutes. And we put it out. We put it out, I think, October of last year. Okay. And to date, I just checked it. It's that over 4,000 views. And people are having discussions amongst themselves and asking us to put out more videos. And this is a video we haven't really been promoting. We kind of just let it live on the internet and people are finding it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's, just, that's an example of, you know, put the content out there. Eventually, the people that need to find it will find it. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's very, very, very true. I had something kind of similar. It's not as smart. You know, my video's not as smart, but people all of a sudden just started kind of like looking at it. I was like, right. hmm, this is the one you picked? Okay, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I got better stuff, but if this is the one you want, go go ahead and do that. Yeah, give me those views. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. The views, engagements, likes, conversation. Yeah. I'll take it all, even though I'm telling you I got better stuff. So how... <laughs> How can our audience kind of reach out to you? You you mentioned it, well, like where they can find, but if they wanted to see all of the things that you've worked on, all of your films, is there a place for people to get that information? Like your YouTube channel, like you just mentioned, is there like a spot where people can find it? Yes. So I'm actually working with a mentor at the moment because I help a lot of people put that kind of stuff together. Okay. I haven't really done it for myself. Okay. So I do have a portfolio that's out there. It's at pdcreatives with us.com. Okay. And you can see some of my work there. Um, my film, I actually did a documentary about the heart attack I had. Um, okay. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. Okay. Um, 
How, how so? Did you were yeah, you creating so, a documentary and then you had and you just started kind of Yeah, so I have this app called Marco Polo. Okay. And me and my friends use that to kind of just send little video messages to each other instead of texting or calling sometimes because it's easier. Mm-hmm. And at the time that I went into the hospital, I had a few engagements that were supposed to happen that day so i was communicating through marco polo to be like hey i know i'm sitting here in a hospital gown this is happening right now um i don't think i can make it and i just did that to kind of update people as it was going and one of those people was tatiana (laughs) as the time moved on i started to go through a lot of emotions um they give you rehab for the physical but they don't necessarily give it to you for the emotional and mental part of going through a big event like this and also being so young and going through an event like this because typically when you think about heart attack you think about older people and even when you walk into the doctor's office you're surrounded by stuff that's made for older people and so i started to feel kind of forgotten and lost during this time frame kind of like why me okay and um i picked up my phone in the car and i just started to record my feelings Okay. And I showed it to my husband when I came upstairs and he, you know, kind of could tell how I was really feeling from that. Cause you know, you just tell people, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. But you're really not okay. And after he saw that, he said, keep doing that. Keep talking to yourself in the camera, even if it's just for you to get those feelings out. And when I went back to look at these things and I realized that I could actually download the videos from Marco Polo, mm-hmm. I said, this actually tells a complete story. And so I kind of had all the files just on the computer, just sitting there. And then before my birthday, I got the word dropped in my head, do this documentary. And by the time, and that was on August 1st, my birthday is August 20th. By the time August 20th came, I was released this film at three. 33 in the morning and it was out there for the public to see wow so yeah that's how that happened um the film is at chapter 32 film.com okay see it there um and yeah it's just pretty much just a journey through the actual night that it happened all the way through to me graduating cardiac rehab and what life was like during that time wow that's amazing how can people find you online so for my portfolio, you can go to pvcreatives with us at dot uh, com, pvcreatives.com. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, I go by the precious one. Get it? The precious one. Anyway, um, yes. P-H-A-P-R-E-S-H-U-S is the number one. Um, for the film, I, it's at chapter32film.com. If you want to venture into this K-pop world with me, that is my K-pop life 20. And if you want to get into the K-drama life with me, that is our K-drama life. And that's L-Y-F-E. Thank you. In the world, some people just like quarantined in their house. It's a lot going on. Right. What words of encouragement would you give to struggling filmmakers right now? Mm. It will get better. That's number one. Things will get better. Whatever is vexing you, whatever is causing you to feel down about your work, about your life, about your circumstances, it will get better. Uh, Second, I would say be creative. And I don't mean just be creative because we are creative. If something is not working in the way that you're pushing it, try another route. Try an unconventional route. Do something different than what's been done before. I don't know if people are noticing, but the way that Hollywood worked before, it's not working anymore. A lot of their, it's newness now. Like mm-hmm. it's time, I, this whole entire world right now is flipped upside down. All yeah. the people who were considered to be in the back are moving to the front. So what matters is your skill set and the story that you're telling. Focus on that and you will be absolutely i love that and i appreciate meeting you today talking to you today it was so awesome i learned a lot i know that our listeners have learned a lot 
And if you ever want to come back, you know, when Sweeter drops or if you have any other major films or projects that you want, you are always welcome back to Millennials Thanks. Anonymous. You're welcome. And she is a fellow millennial, by the way. So yeah. we are out here doing the daggone thing, despite what people say about millennials. We, we really be doing stuff more than just being on Instagram and Facebook and carrying on. <laughs> but we <laughs> appreciate you. And thanks again for coming. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you here at Millennials Anonymous Podcast. You know how to find us. Go to our website at www.millennials.us so that you can rock and roll with a sister. And you can see our upcoming shows and things that are happening and our web series and all those types of things. So make sure that you like and subscribe. I want to thank Miss Precious Lee for coming on today. She was an amazing guest. So thank you so much to WPIR 98.4. Thank you for rocking and rolling with us. Thank you for all of our listeners on other platforms. We love you. Come back again. Bye.